what the battle is this week on the weekly kingdom outlook let's go Hey folks, Apostle Lewis here on the Weekly Kingdom Outlook. Great to be with you. We're going to talk about some very hard topics. Um, and, you know, I really would like your feedback. So be sure to go ahead and hit the like button, hit subscribe, and do all that. But, hey, I would love to hear your comments. You might not agree with them. Just be civil. Otherwise, I just I just uh, block you. So be civil. But I want to talk about, we're going to talk about the Word of God and what he's going to say about some very tough issues because it's not enough to know what God says. You have to start, you know, learning why God says it. What What is the reasoning behind some of the things that we face? And so I'm going to get into some of those things. There's a couple great uh, documentaries that have come out. Um, one is called 2000 Mules by Dinesh. Um, and there's a couple ways you can get it. You can go to locals, uh, Dinesh, Locals.com. Look, look them up on locals.com. And you can become a subscriber and for a year and you get it, or you can just pay for it. That's one way. Uh, I think you can also go to 2000 Mules. There's probably a website for that too as well, and you can pay for it. You got to pay for it. It's not free. I've watched it. It's gut-wrenching to realize how much fraud was actually going on. So go ahead and do yourself a favor. Uh, you know, and, you know, if you want to, you know, you can always pool money together and get a bunch of people over and watch it. So you can do that. All right. The next one is, and I'm, I'm not all the way through it, with Matt Walsh and What is a Woman? And I'm only halfway through. Uh, and I thought I'd comment on the first half this week and the second half next week. And we'll talk about it biblically. Um, what is going on? Now, this week I'm going to talk to you why certain sins are greater than other sins and you know you hear people say all sin is equal to separate you from god that's not all that's not all that's tr not true and true in other words if you keep staying in sin it's going to separate you in the sense your your consciousness can be away from god you're obviously going to be on other things you're not going to be worshiping god but the other thing to say that all sin is equal is not because blaspheming the holy spirit obviously is not forgiven you so all sin can't be the same uh, and then Paul says that some sins we commit out of the, outside the body, some sins we commit inside the body, and the ones committed inside are actually greater than the ones we commit outside. So what I'd like to do is kind of break some of that down for you here. And this is a tough topic. And um, so, you know, we're going to get into where the left is going. Here's the goal of the left. You'll find that the goal of the left is to rip down everything Judeo-Christian, but it's not even that. <clears throat> they want to rip down everything that has absolute truth. So the Bible, they've got to tear it down because the things that they are involved in, this is nothing new because if you read about the, the, the wickedness of nations in the Old Testament, wickedness of Rome in the New Testament, you'll see this is nothing new. The total tearing down or the, 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 the lack of even acknowledging that there is a God, a true God. And, and um, <clears throat> you know, this is one of the things that Stephen got 
stone for us. God in times past winked at it, but ain't winking no more. You know the, and so all these people. And one of the big players in this was Dr. Kinsley. I think it was a doctor, Dr. Kinsley, and Dr. Kinsley was fascinated with sexual perversion, and <clears throat> he actually went and uh, he's the one who's the he's the grandfather of this modern day. Uh, gender uh, euphoria, gender uh, um, confusion, dysphoria upon people where, you know, you hear people say, well, you can't say what a woman is. That's actually started with him. And um, and the in Florida, the exposing of the teachers wanting to teach this stuff to four, five, and six-year-olds is also goes back to him because he believed that kids should experience sex at two and three. <clears throat> and you think that's absolutely, this is going to be the first time I'm going to put explicit on my podcast. But it is what it is. And we don't want to talk about these things. There's a problem with the church. We don't want to have these conversations. We don't. And you got to ask why. Well, because we're afraid of being called transphobic or racist or bigot or whatever the hundred names they can call us. But I'm going to tell you this right now. The church will pay a price for silence in this matter. They're going to pay a dear, dear price. I hear us all talking about elections and politics, but when it comes to this matter, I hear very, very little about it. And we don't understand what we're against. Think about it this way. Um, when we speak of tyranny, we speak of the government trying to take away our Second Amendment, our freedom of speech, and all that, da, 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 da. Well, I want you to think about this spiritual tyranny going on by these demonic demon worshipers that want to literally deny that God even created man. There's no male and female. There's no gender. It's fluid. It could be whatever it wants. Um, that is actually refuting God. Homosexuality is as normal. Matter of fact, it's not even normal. You should have multiple sex partners. Marriage doesn't matter. This is, and this is not. This isn't even someone confused. These are people who have a purpose. BLM has a purpose to tear down the nucleus, the nuclear family. Okay, it has nothing to do. Black Lives Matter was just a great slogan for the same old occultish, um, spiritual, um, demonic realm that has been going on for ever. Okay. That's all it is. It's just, it's using skin color. So your true identity behind it, your true motives behind it can't be questioned. If I put it in blackness, if I put it in, you know, if I, if I sit there and put it in something that's supposed to be sacred, you can't, you can't talk that way. You can't do that. If I package it that way, like kids and Uvalde, you know, they want to take our guns. They don't care about the kids. I'm sorry. They might have some feelings, but let's just be honest. Kids die every day from, from violence. Not from gun violence, from violence. <clears throat> I didn't suffer. When I was shot in 2010, I didn't, I didn't suffer gun violence. I suffered violence. Someone shot me. Okay. Um, you know, so we got to stop with the gun vice. See, it's, it's all the way. Look at this is the church tries to do this too, by the way, 
The church tries to come up with the right slogan, the right package, the right everything. Trying to do things by the world. Look, as more you do that stuff, the more you try to package something according to the world, the less you're going to get the anointing of God on it. Because God will not partner with, with the deception in the packaging of this world. It's okay to package stuff, but I'm saying, well, you know what I mean? We're trying to be sneaky Pete, you know? And um, the church has gone away from actually defending and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. We don't want to talk the script. We don't, we don't want to mention if you're home. Like there's, by the way, there's probably about 40% of the churches believe homosexuality is okay. Believe you have to love people. And therefore, that means you can't confront sin. That is not love. That's not the def The biblical definition of love is to speak the truth in love. That's the biblical definition. The biblical definition is the father chastens the sons he loves. He corrects them. He disciplines them. He's talking about him correcting us. How much more are we to correct our natural kids? I, and, I, and this is a big deal to me because I have three amazing children. But they have no clue of the prayers I prayed, the, the way that I watched over them, me and Kathy, guarded them to navigate them through what was 15 years ago a very screwed up world. Today, it is even more insane. We have teachers in Florida who personally, by the way, are grooming kids. And that's, by the way, what they're doing. It is what they're doing. They are grooming five-year-olds to have sex lives by six. That's what they're doing. And I personally believe, and I, I honestly believe this, if you teach a five-year-old sexuality in the schools, they should come in with a, a warrant, they should arrest you, and you should be registered sex offender the rest of your life. That should be... Just do it to one, two, three, four, five teachers, and it will end. And I'm sorry, there's going to have to be some teachers who are made an example of. That you're going to have to pass a law. There's already a law that you can't do that. But if you find someone doing that, that should be a sex offense. We didn't teach our own kids that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, what we taught our kids is they would see mom and dad kiss, and we go, hey, this is a marriage. And we were, we were, we, it's not like we didn't show them any affection or that we were affectionate with each other. It's just that it, that's for a household. Okay. And you want to pervert your kids? I still think it's illegal. I, there's some things, you know, you go, well, parents have ultimate rights. They do. But they don't have ultimate, ultimate rights. You can't sacrifice your kid on the, on a, you know, you can't. Offer your kid as a burnt sacrifice. Parents don't have ultimate rights. They have a reasonable expectation of rights bearing kids. But it's not like society should say all parents just do whatever they want with their kids. Because some parents are screwed up. That's why we take away kids. So there's some parents that are, are abusive. They're rapists. They sexually abuse. Do you realize that we, we as a nation have gone from... It is wrong to sexually assault kids to, in the last 20 years, now to, we should be teaching this to kids at five years old. We would look out for these people 20 years ago. You would look out for them. Now they're in your schools. And it's all because they've been, they've been raised up in college that this is love, 
this is acceptance and Christian Judeo stuff is out. And I'm telling you, and look, I pray for my kids all the time that they stay in the word. They stay in God. It's not that they have it harder than me. They just have their challenge. Okay? And so, so let's deal with why homosexuality. Number one, I don't think we have to have a discussion why there's three sexual sins. Fornication. Sex before marriage. Why is that sinful? Well, because you're not in covenant yet. And you're committing covenant acts without making covenant. Therefore, you have no... Um, matter of fact, in the, in, the, in, in the kingdom, you would have to marry the person. So don't do it. It's sin. It's not pleasing to God. Second one, adultery. That is sex outside, let's say, outside my marriage with my wife, Kathy. That's adultery. Okay? That could be, by the way, all these things have been committed in your mind and you've already sinned. All right? But let's, the act of adultery. All right? I mean, I've been married to Kathy for over 34 years. It's almost 34 and a half. Me and her, babe, that's it. Okay? She's the woman I've been with. She's, you know, it's been 35 and a half years I've been with Kathy. There has been no other women. It's her. And you know what? I'm so grateful for that. I'm grateful for God. I'm grateful. You know, some of you know my father cheated on my mom for 10 years before they got separated. And I and I watched how it broke my mom's heart. It really changed my mom when she found out. I, I she's in heaven. It changed her. Um, she did get bitter. She it, it did hurt her. It did it did absolutely damage to my mom and to our relationship because I forgave my dad. My mom didn't like that because my mom thought me forgiving my dad when he when he asked me to forgive him and I forgave him because I just refused to hold a grudge. Um, but I did forgive him. I loved him. I never, matter of fact, my dad will tell you. That. I'm even saying now, my dad knows I never condoned it. I told him it was sin, and I said, you know, you're lucky it turned out that God restored you and that God uh, forgave you, and that um, at least you and your wife were able to live a decent life. That's all the grace and mercy of God. That wasn't because what you did was right. That was despite everything you did wrong, that God forgave you. And, and I, I mean, I, no bones about it. No bones about it. I mean, I love him. You know, he's with Jesus, too. I love him. And I don't make any bones about that. Because truth is a sword. That's what people don't understand. People are trying to... Um, Make truth easy. Truth isn't. Truth is a sword. It it cuts. Read Hebrews 4, uh, 12, right? It's a double-edged sword. It divides asunder. What is the spirit and soul? Okay? It, 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 it is meant to cut. The reason you give it in love, love is the anesthesia. Love says, hey, I'm by your side when you're processing this truth. That's where, you know, Paul said... To give the love and truth. That's what we have to do. And to give the love and truth, or give the truth and love, I'm sorry, give the truth and love is so that I'm what I'm actually doing is that's the anesthesia. That's the that's to say, look, the reason I'm telling you this is not because I'm angry, not because I want evil, it's because I love you and I want you to see you have a, a great life and a life that's pleasing to God because you're gonna give account for everything. And there are people. Um who think they, you know, well, I believe in Jesus, so I'm going to heaven, it doesn't matter what I do. I don't buy that, because I I think Jesus, otherwise there would be no need to judge. There would be no judgment on the last day. And remember, it says the books 
are opened. And you're going to have an account for everything. And Paul said, no homosexual, no fornicator, no idolater, none of those will inherit the kingdom. So we'll see how all that ends, okay? What I do know about Jesus is that if he gives you the grace to call upon him as Lord, I know he's able to forgive you to the uttermost and cleanse you from all your sin and iniquity and transform you into a new creation. That's being born again. What is not being born again is I believe in Jesus and I get to stay in my junk. Okay, and then the third one is homosexuality and transgenderism and all this stuff. And, you know, we try to sit there and say stuff like, God loves them, because God loves everybody. Well, number one, the Bible doesn't say God loves everybody. So let's stop that one, okay, because he hated Esau. So I want you to, you know, you go, well, Lou, that's only Esau. Yeah, but I can't say he loved everybody, he hated Esau. He also said he hated the Nicolaitans, or he hated the works of the Nicolaitans, is actually what he says. Or what they were doing, he hated. Let's at least say this. Jesus hates the activity of homosexuality with a passion. Hates it. Now, here's the difference with, that God can judge that we, uh, we might have a little more difficulty, and that's this. God can judge the heart. Is that person trapped, or has that person made a definite decision? I'm going to do what I want. No one's going to tell me what to do. Okay, and that's why Jesus is going to judge all that. I, I can't. All I can tell you what is wrong. I'm not here to judge, but I can tell. You know, I can tell if you're repentive, uh, because you bear fruits of repentance. You'll stop what you're doing. Okay, so let's read this in the Book of Romans. Now, why? Because Paul gives a God world, God's worldview of something, and he's going to explain the evils of homosexuality without just saying homosexuality is wrong. He's going to tell you the root cause of it. He's going to tell you why it's so offensive to God and, and why fornication and adultery aren't as evil. And they're not an abomination. They're sin. And by the way, God does not like it. So don't think he doesn't. He likes it. But why he calls homosexuality an abomination, but he doesn't say that about adultery. There is a difference. All right. And I'm going to explain it here in the book of Romans. All right. Um, so let's let's look at it. It's uh, chapter 1, verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unri unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. You know, if someone sits there and says, I believe in Jesus and I'm gay, he's actually suppressing the truth. Okay? Because what may be known of God is manifest in them. In other words... If they would live for God, they would manifest, and what could be known of God, you would see in the righteous conduct of men and women. You would see it in those who live godly. You can see and know God. That's a stunning statement. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so they are without excuse. In other words, there's no excuse. But I want you to see that Paul's like saying, we're going back to creation here. Okay, we're not we're not just talking about we're gonna we're gonna see this root of this, okay? And why this is such an evil to God. Alright. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him 
as God, nor were thankful. We see the problems here, right? And their foolish hearts were darkened because when you are not thankful, if you don't learn to get up every day and be thankful for God, there's a chance your hearts are going to be dark. Okay? Um, they're going to, you're going to come, you're going to, you're going to be futile in your thoughts. Professing to be wise, they become fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man. And birds, and four-footed animals, and creepy things. In other words, instead of beholding God, they made images of God out of everything God created, even man. You know what Jesus meant? Yeah, right? He is. That's Jesus. And we're not supposed to really make images of Jesus. We're not supposed to worship images. That's what people need to understand. Okay? Okay? He says, look, he says, profess to be wise, they become fools, and change the glory of the incorruptible God into the image made like corruptible man, and birds, and four-footed animals, and creeping things. Remember the golden calf, and the golden calves. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness, in the lust of their hearts, to dishonor their bodies among themselves. Who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. For even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, Burned in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful, receiving in themselves the penalty of the error which was due. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. Here's what he's saying. Look, what homosexuality is, is it even goes against nature. It goes against design. So this is the way you can phrase it. And it's not mine. It's Bill Johnson's. But I'm going to use it. If you remove the notion that there is a creator, you, you lose the awareness that there is design. If we lose the awareness of design, we lose the awareness of a purpose. And we lose the idea of purpose we lose the awareness of the fear of the Lord. And without the fear of the Lord, there is no wisdom. So let me try. Now, that's not a verbatim quote. Bill says it like that, but he doesn't use awareness. He uses a different word in there. Okay. Here's what he's saying. If I don't acknowledge that there is a creator, and I start saying, I wasn't created by God, then I wasn't designed for anything. And if I'm not designed for anything that I wasn't in the creator's mind designed with a purpose. If I don't have a purpose, then there's nothing. I can do whatever I want because there was no purpose. Therefore, I have no fear of God that I'm going to face him at the end because I didn't do what was pleasing to him. So let me put it this way. When Tesla designs a car, it's a car. It's not a camper. It's not a house. It's a car. It's got a creator the one who designed it, it's got a design. It just didn't, he just didn't 
Here it is. He designed it. It's got a purpose. He has purposes built in a car. No emissions. Um, I don't believe it's going to save the planet, but no emissions. Um, uh, quality. Obviously, Teslas are very high quality. He's got a purpose. And his purpose is, can we reduce the emissions in the earth? By the way, you got to make you got to make the energy for all that stuff. So California has now since this last week or two has asked people to not charge their cars all the way up because it's putting the strain on the power grid. You couldn't see that one coming, could we? People are going to be buying generators, pouring diesel in their backyard to crank up their car. Um, so let's let's go further in this, okay? So he created it. It was a purpose. If I don't know the purpose, then I might take the Tesla out into the ocean. It's not going to work, is it? I have no fear. I have no wisdom. I just go, and then I get mad at, you know, Elon because the car, you know, didn't work in the ocean. And he would go, it's not designed for that. Well, who are you to say what it's designed for? I'm the one who created it. Yeah, but who are you? Who are you to tell someone? Well, I'm God. I've created you. And that's why I get to tell you what's right and what's wrong. Now, I gave you the freedom of choice. But I didn't give you the freedom of consequence. I have not given you the freedom to choose the outcome of what you choose. I just gave you the freedom to choose. I'll choose the outcome. And that's what God does. All right. And because they left this and people leave this. And I've known Christians. I'm gay. Well, the problem was, and, and this is the problem. They could, I, I knew one guy. He could sing beautifully. But you know what? Always in his mind, he was feeding that lust. And that's the truth. You can't look at I'm not buying it. I'm not buying that you could be homosexual, get born again, and still have still want to be homosexual. The problem with many people in their born-again assumptions is they forget you're a new creation with a divine nature that God gives you to partake in. You just still want to go with what you've always gone. I know this because, folks, the things I did before I got saved, I don't want to do anymore. Now, I had to learn how to renew my mind. I had to get in the Word of God. I had to pray. I do all those things, and that's true. But I didn't want to do those things. Where before I met God, I didn't care about those things. I don't know, I don't believe there's different levels of born again. I just think that maybe some people, the, what they're told is, if you ask Jesus, he'll forgive you of your sins, but that's not being born again. You must give him your life, not your sins. And if the church does not get back to preaching the gospel of the kingdom, not the gospel of forgiveness then they're not truly going to experience salvation, which is not an event. It's a life. It's closeness. It's nearness to God. That's salvation. Amen. 
I know this is not a fun message. I know that for sure. But it's one we're going to have to have. It's one that, you know, look, I'm just telling you, I've been saying this for years. This isn't new for me. I've been, I've been doing this for 30 years, telling people. I could see it way back. I questioned what I was hearing because it wasn't lining up to the word. Jesus told him to go preach the gospel of the kingdom. He didn't tell him to go preach, if you believe in me, your sins are forgiven, you can do whatever you want. Him who loves his life will lose it. But him who loses his life for my sake will have eternal life. Amen? Amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed this. You can always find more stuff at lewisdcm.com. Go and check it out. Of course, we have thegatejacks.com. And both of them, you can find the School of the Prophets, which is available to join us every Tuesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, on the Subsplash uh, app. It's on iPhone or uh, Android. You can you know, download it. And um, it'll be it's a lot of fun to join us with that. We, we pray over new people and give them prophetic words. So we're looking forward to seeing you there. God bless you, and you have a fantastic, fantastic day. Bye-bye.